What up, ladies? Nothing much. <laughs> the energy is already low. <laughs> I, I, I feel it. All right. Where's everybody at? I can say I'm a little. I am a easily a two, a three. Yeah, I'm a two, three. I'll give myself a 2.5 to give it a solid number. Okay, where are you at, Nikki? I think I'm at like maybe a four or five. Okay. I think I'm seeing with Taj, I'm at a solid two, 2.5. Taj, huh? can you give us a little kindergarten refresh on these again? Every time I'm like, I need I need to really think about it a little bit. And maybe our audience might need to hear it again, our little sure. scale. Sure. <laughs> so the scale is zero to 10. Um, your ideal space is like four, five, and six. So that's a good operating space, right? To sort of air quotes, fire on all cylinders. And anything lower than that, you're sort of sluggish, you're tired. You're like, meh. And then anything higher than seven, right? Or seven and higher, you're just like, everything's coming in and you can't process it all. Like it's it's just moving too fast. Like there's a lot of stuff going on and you can't build it to focus. So it's difficult. So... You, like I said, the ideal space to work in is like a four to six. Um, for me, I just it's just a I I went down a rabbit hole this past the last few nights, like I told you, ladies, about this um story Natasha McKenna, um out of uh Virginia, who um died at the hands of the the county police, um sheriff's office. Um, from a stun gun and the backstory is that she was diagnosed early in her life with um, depression bipolar and schizophrenia so the way that the story reads it's like it's almost like she was having a psychotic break or a psychotic moment right whether it was she was off medication or something you know personal dysregulated her but they arrested her and in the midst of the struggle um, to process her or what have you with her hands handcuffed behind her back um, and leg shackles, they tased her and was rushed to a local hospital where she eventually was on life support for a couple of days. Um, and then eventually they pulled the life support, um, stating that she had died due to excitement and delirium um, as they related to the her being stunned with the stun gun. Um, she had a, at the time, she had a seven-year-old daughter, a seven-year-old child. I don't know if it's a daughter or a son. And it sort of sparks a lot of questions for me. One, this was my first time hearing it. I was reading my weekly um, news journal that I get, um, The Roots, and it was my first time hearing it. And I almost feel like equated to like the Sandra Bland story, the, the, the more recent Brianna Taylor story, where it's just like female African-Americans or minority females are hunted just as much as black or brown males, right? But our stories tend to be swept under the carpet. And that was the first thing that sort of stuck out on my mind. And then the other part is, is like, is there or can there be some type of or should there be um, 
some type of education for those going into law enforcement with respect to mental health and conditions, right? Because far too often these situations, these accidents happen due to a lack of understanding. Some may even say that it, it happens because they're, you know, police or law enforcement are power tripping. So that's just sort of what I struggle with. Um, it's like operating in outside. Okay. So we've, we've, we've talked about sort of work, workspaces, right. And sort of what it means to be black or brown in these, in these workspaces that aren't necessarily welcoming. And so now it's like thinking about being black or brown in social spaces or spaces that are sort of natural environment, grocery stores, banks, gyms, you know, uh, what that, what that actually looks like for us. And again, I not knowing the whole story because I just got into it. Um, so th- that sort of led to all of this, but it's like, where, what space can I just be in? No, nothing, nothing, <laughs> like no feedback, nothing. It's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to unpack, but I think, um, what you're getting into is this this concept of intersectionality and what that means and for people who are not familiar with the term intersectionality is basically a concept that talks about how your different identities intersect to make up who you are so it could be a combination of being black and female and christian heterosexual or cisgendered, you know, all of those different things to make up who you are and then how those things come together um, to put you where it positions you in society, right? So the idea that black men are, we know that black men are hunted, but black women are also hunted, right? But because we're black and a woman, that has different implications than being black and a man, right? Because um this is still a male dominated society so being black and a woman puts us in a different place right and so that's why a lot of times our stories aren't talked about and they're not as popular in the media because that intersection of being a black woman kind of um the the value is not there Agreed. You know, and I think I told you guys a few weeks ago, I went down this rabbit hole. I love podcasts. Ironic, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was just listening to a podcast about these women in Juarez, Mexico, which is on the south end of south border of Texas, and how they've just disappeared since the 90s. And it's just a known thing that these Mexican women, young women just disappear. Right. And then in thinking about, you know, women of color and subjugation, right. That's another term, right. How we are considered in this inferior position in society. And that's kind of where we're supposed to stay. And then there's not a lot of sense of, or focus on our well being. you know, even thinking about native American women, I was reading about this on Instagram and how, again, they've been just slaughtered, murdered for years and people trying in that community, trying to bring attention to it and no one cares really. So then it's just hard to walk around with that as your 
sort of intersectional identity, that you're a woman, you're a woman of color, and then you have the sense that people don't really, the larger society doesn't really care about your well-being. And so then back to Taja's point, how do you find safety, you know, develop felt safety as we call it in the trauma work? How do you develop that when that's the context? And then you hear stories over and over about how many women are hurt, murdered, and then nothing changes. Yeah, and I think that's why the Breonna Taylor case is so important right now. Because I think that this is really shining a light on this particular issue. Because how long has it been now? And we're still out here protesting. Right for these um and they are like, enjoying their best lives posting on vacation and uh you know just enjoying themselves like nothing happened right and that's the subtle message like what is the message when we're all protesting we all keep trying to keep this story out there and there's no response so the message is it's not important wild to me but there's also something to be said now too about the fact that okay um the whole incident with george floyd has you know kind of wound down a little bit and there's a sense that there's like momentum is fading away mm-hmm. you know when i open my social media it's not as hot right as it was sure. you know a couple of weeks ago there are still people who are talking about brianna taylor but not you know there's there's just not the same energy for it and you have to wonder why is it because there's that intersection of being black and being a woman it's interesting because um to the latter part of this week miss aoc gave a good a good blessing on the congressional floor now there's a lot of backpedaling now there's more of an inability to poo-poo it and brush it under the carpet because this was sort of a speech that was nine minutes, about a little over nine minutes in length. And she very eloquently poised, as Nakia said, with the good red lipstick and the red blazer. Yeah. Uh, Can we just take a pause for a minute and yes. just celebrate <laughs> yes. how Miss AOC showed up with Sis had on. Listen. She was ready, okay? She had all the way ready, not a hair out of place. That power blazer hair was laid. Listen. Lipstick was on. Listen, you're going to get this good blessing. You understand me? This good blessing. She she came to show out for the people. Flat-footed. Yo, that red lipstick, let me just say, I have to say that is in my personal power kit. Wait, I will wait, put wait, on wait, a good wait, red wait, lip let's, to go to the grocery store. Back. What's in your power kit? I'm curious. What's in the power that kit? good red lip. That good red lip. <laughs> I will put it on to go to the grocery store. No, no, no. When, not I, the when I might be store? the when I might be the only POC woman, <laughs> I will put the good red lip on. Okay. Because you know what? They're not coming for you in the grocery store. Not with that red lipstick. <laughs> I think I'm playing. <laughs> It is something about a good red lip, though, that makes you feel like you can do anything. Exactly. Like you could just take over the world in a good shade of red lipstick. You got that right shade that your skin pops? What? 
Taj is not here, but <laughs> <laughs> she's not. I, I feel think, very strongly about No, this. I think I'm stuck at the grocery store because, like, since I just <laughs> go in some yoga pants, especially now flip-flops, a good t-shirt, and be like, let's hope I don't run into nobody because this is, like, an in-out done type thing. Now I feel like I've just been missing out and I just might need to put on Look, a good red lip to go to the grocery store. You listen. live in a community where you are likely to see someone who looks like you. I happen to live in a community where I am sometimes a spectacle and a thing of interest at the grocery store. So that good red lip is my hello world. Hello world. I am here to buy some groceries. She did say spectacle. She did. She said spectacle. I feel like that sometimes. Don't you? Have you ever been in those situations where you feel like the whole show? You know what? And you don't want to be? Mm. When I when we used to work together and I used to come with like a different hairstyle, we was past it. Wait, sometimes. girl, by the time you got there, we was past it. Like, which, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. we was past it. And people would look like, or when they didn't recognize me, mm-hmm. oh my god, I didn't even know that was you. How? Still the same face. Still the same size. Same office. Still the same height. Same office. Same same voice. How, how did you not know this was girl? Me? We was past it by then, especially me because I had short hair, right? Don't let me throw a good braid in. They'd be like, "Questions? Um, what? What? Or the how long did it take?" <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Just like, can I touch it? No, no. <laughs> Run that back. You know what? That's a whole separate episode. Don't even Let's think about even, it. We're not gonna go down that road, ladies. We are dykes. Okay. Sorry. Let's get back sorry, to AOC. Sorry. AOC had the good red lip, the red blazer, blazer that means business. Yes. She did it. And she 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 read him for Phil. Listen. Oh, I love it. That's exactly what she did. She said being having a wife and a daughter does not make you a decent man. I felt that. I know that's right. That, all of that, that. All of that. That, that felt I felt that in my spirit. Mm-hmm. It's the roadmap now. So think i won't use that line the next time i feel a little bit like it's no I, w- I wouldn't say that i wouldn't say that to someone but it gives you a framework just because you have a wife and daughter does not make you a decent man is that the equivalent of i have black friends see yes why did i, I think so here? i was sitting there like one of them about to do it one of them about to do it one of them about to do it one of them it is the equivalent it is it's the new it's the new i have black friends absolutely yeah. absolutely that's wow. Wow. That's in our mental Rolodex now. That's 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 gonna be one of those things that they say when they step out of pocket. And but I have a wife and daughters. Okay, sir. But how would you like it if somebody said that to them? Right. Oh. And I'm somebody's daughter. And they didn't raise me to be disrespected by a man. Woo! <laughs> Y'all going to church today? She Listen. went to church. She Bless her. Mm-hmm. She blessed him. Good. But I think as a as a society, we need to begin to unpack what's behind feeling like that's okay, right? Mm. To be on the steps of the nation's capital and call that woman, that woman out of her name, the way that he did. But listen, listen. You have to you have to take a step back. Look at the big picture. I'm trying to put it in perspective because you know me just always sort of looking at something different. It's okay because you have to go back a few years when this here president 
had said, I would marry and get with Ivanka if she wasn't my daughter. Like, let's be clear. Like, this man has uttered that. So if you have no respect for your own daughter, sir, how do you expect those underneath you to have her? Do you get what I'm saying? Do you see how this sort of perpetuates Look where we're at? his face. <laughs> I know. They can't see it, but. It's disgust, audience. But that's, that, that, that's where we're at. Like, so first off, you're disrespecting your own child. But yeah. I digress. Carry on. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, though. Like, leaders have to lead by example, right? And so his entire career up to this point has been to minimize minority populations. I won't even sort of categorize it just, just women alone, but minority populations. And Ms. AOC, she, she referenced that. Like, I'm here for this. In her speech. I'm here for this. She, she said it. She said, we have a president mm-hmm. that has admitted to abusing women. Absolutely. So I feel like it's a conversation on like what we implicitly as a culture say is okay. It's okay to hurt and disrespect women. I mean, we could get into the child abuse issue, right? As clinicians, mm-hmm. unfortunately, how much of do we see in terms of how rampant mm-hmm. abuse of children is? Unfortunately, that's a whole nother topic. Sure. But it's like, what do we value in this society? It's not necessarily the women. It, it really doesn't always seem like it's the children, even though we say that. Uh, what do we really value? Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to pause on that word implicit, right? Because I, th- I think people go up when there's these sure. like really large, yeah. explicit, overt demonstrations of hatred and racism. But the implicit, right? Like the more subtle nature of these things, which is way more insidious than the overt things is something that I think we all need to pay more attention to because I think that's where the work begins. And it's like we've been talking about, right? Like we started out this show talking about microaggressions. Right. It's that fine line, you know? Like, And then I think situations like this have a direct impact on how you pick up on implicit bias, right? It's almost like your spidey sense kicks up and it's just like, oh, oh wait, wait, what was that? You know, and if addressed in the moment, or even after the moment, like let's just say a lot of times it's addressed after the moment, right? Because you don't want to ruffle too many feathers in that space, right? After the fact, it's always, well, you, I think you misunderstood. That's not how, that's not how I meant it, right? So when you go person to person to address what you picked up on, right? It's easily, it's easily poo-pooed and brushed under the carpet. It's easily made turn to make you feel like you're tripping. Gaslighting. Gaslight. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. Because it's like, do I react like AOC did to call everybody on the carpet about what's been going down? Yes. Yes. Call them all. Yes. Pull them all (laughs) to the carpet. That's the truth. That would be a yes. Okay. Or. With your your red lip. With with your red lip. With a good red lip. Or am I addressing them via email or requesting a meeting to privately behind closed doors do it? Right? And historically, We've, we've done the latter. Whereas now it's like, mm-mm, you did it in public, you're about to get this blessing in public. Mm-hmm. That's what we're about to do. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because she gave us a framework, right, that we might be able to get out from under the angry black woman stereotype because she, she did that in such a graceful way. It was one of those reads that you're like, did I just get read? I think I did. I think I did. 
but that's like the best kind i think that that is truly a learned art because the fire that sits on your chest sometimes it's hard to rein that thing in and she had it you could feel it you can definitely you can yep you can still feel the fire (laughs) i felt it so you have to work on reining that fire and i know for me it's been some years in the making y'all have seen my growth Uh, yes i am patting myself on the back because there. (laughs) (laughs) thank god for growth so there's been growth whereas before i don't i struggled with it because like no like i'm i felt i felt the need to call somebody on the carpet in the moment and it wasn't as polished as aoc so i have learned with some good coping skills and social skills and therapy to 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 rein myself in a lot um how about you ladies what has worked what hasn't worked i think that's a thing in general right like how to not react necessarily but how to take what you're feeling and use it in a way that's more productive right like because i think uh, you know not just for this situation i think though more generally more broadly somebody does something we don't like we react I mean, it's, it's instance and they, you know, it's natural. It's a thing. Um, but I know for me, my own personal journey of growth, as we are talking about this, is how to take what I feel in the moment and sit with it and say, okay, how can I use this in a way that's going to be the most helpful for me? Like, how do I use this to my advantage? I could cuss you out. <laughs> Will I lose my job, though? I think I might lose my job. <laughs> Let's weigh the pros and cons about this thing right here. Let's weigh the pros and cons. I got these bills, and they ain't going nowhere. Right. So how can I use, but I'm still angry, right? So how can I use this anger in a way that's going to get my, you know, that's going to accomplish something that's going to benefit me? Because cussing you out and ultimately losing my job is not going to benefit me. I mean, I feel now, better. I might told you about yourself. Right. Right. I feel better and I didn't told you about yourself, but now I'm sitting here without a job. Right. That's that's not helpful. No good. No good. No, I'm, I'm thinking of a little metaphor here. Here we go. Here we you guys go. ready? No. She's coming. <laughs> At least she warned us. This right. Time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start like, warning you. How about she leaning good? <laughs> I'm thinking, though, like as you guys are talking about using the fire productively, right? Like think about the ways that we fire is a dangerous thing, right? It could burn you. That's obvious. But we harness it to cook our food. We harness it for grills. Right? I told you. I warned you. I warned you, you guys. I had to drop I'm my fi- head. I'm but like- I'm, I'm here for it, though. I'm like, okay, come with it. Like, what? what's next? So it's just like, how do we take it and use it as a tool towards your point, Latoya, right? Like, think it through. That's the thing. Like, when you're reactive, you're thinking from the back of your brain. It's survival mode. But you need that frontal cortex to be like, okay, wait a minute. Decision making. What's the consequences? Mm -hmm. Think it through. So it's like in that moment, you might need to distract yourself, go somewhere else, do something else, be mindful for a moment, and then think it through and then productively channel that fire, right? Like AOC, she's doing the perfect thing. She she is advocating for her community as a politician where she can really Mm -hmm. make change, right? So it's like, how do you take that fire that could be dangerous and have bad consequences and harness it and have a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. There we have it. The barbecue. Full circle, full circle. Okay, so how do you have a barbecue? 
But no, but you know, going back to Miss AOC though, she said it right. She 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 talked about the anger that she felt, but it's but I think to I don't want to quote her because I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said something to the effect of like I'm not gonna let this make me lose sleep at night, mm. right? Like I'm not gonna let the anger consume me to the point where I can't get my good rest, right? Because I need to be refreshed and I need to show up, you know, in the fullness of who I am. So I'm not going to allow you to take me to that point. But what I am gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand here in front of these people flat-footed and let you know Given good eye what contact. you did is unacceptable mm-hmm. with that good eye contact. That good eye contact. She yeah. even said, too, like, if it you didn't offend me enough, like, I have enough sense and peace in myself that I could have moved on. Ooh-wee. But when you come in here and then you try to justify what you did, now I actually have to speak up for all the little girls and women. Mm-hmm. which yep. is which is a big part of it right like we can let personal things go and don't you guys find that at work sometimes i'm like do i need to speak up now because this isn't just about me like where's the line and she 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 drew that line and i find sometimes that here i go with that mental double dutch like should i should not should i should not should i should not and trying to weigh the options now the old me locked and loaded i'm going in <laughs> right and it's like but no like and i'm and i'm just addressing points I would always operate in a space of accountability. And so when you hold somebody's feet to the fire, it seems like an attack, especially because no one else in their space has held them to that level of accountability. So then I instantly become the aggressor. I'm always coming in with the negative, right? No, Mm -mm. I'm just holding you accountable for what you said you were going to do, whether it was last week, two weeks, especially when you're talking about somebody's livelihood, right? Mm -hmm. But if you operate in a space where everybody in your space is holding you accountable. Me bringing to your attention what you did or didn't do or holding you accountable is never an attack. It's only an attack when you live in a world of puppy dogs and rainbows. And y'all know I hate a world of puppy dogs and rainbows, especially in a professional setting. So that's where the aggression, air quotes, comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how this was a hard one. This it is. is. So how do you flip the script? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like? Get a good red lipstick as a start. Good red lipstick. Red and blazer. Yeah, y'all didn't see her whole setup for, for how she delivered that just now. I know, I know. But okay. no, like feel good, you know, work on like when you when you go out to the world like that and you feel good, you feel like you look good, you kinda you know, whatever it takes to make you feel like this is my power outfit, that is a good start. So you know, being funny. But that self-care and taking care of yourself, you approach the world like, I'm feeling good, I'm looking good. I feel like that's a good start. Okay. What else do you think? I don't think we also mentioned therapy. Yeah. It's a big, Absolutely. a big help to understanding and learning how to process these things and cope with them in a healthier and more productive way. Because to sit here and think about all of these things, right, like, we covered a lot today in a short amount of time, um, but to sit here and think about all how all of these things directly impact you can be really overwhelming. It can be really overwhelming. So finding a therapist that you feel comfortable with to talk about some of these things um, in a space that's judgment-free, right? That is safe, that helps you to process the way that it directly impacts you Talk about the anger, talk about the frustration, talk about the helplessness, because that's a big one, too. 
is, you know, so many things happen and it can be overwhelming to the point where like, well, what is, what can I even do? You know, so working through that feeling and coming, excuse me, to a place of, okay, how can I use what I'm feeling in a productive way, as we talked about a little bit earlier, um, can be really beneficial in therapy. I think along the lines of therapy too, you have to be okay with not being okay. Because for so long. Can you say that for the people in the back? Yes, yes. One more game. Rewind. (laughs) You have to be okay with not being okay. Because I think for so much of this, all of this, all our lives, it's sort of that um, hidden, hidden rule of life, right? That you just keep going, keep it moving. You know, it, it, it'll work itself out. Like feelings, those are, you know, those are non-existent, right? But now, more recently, this stuff is heavy. It's heavy. And there are days where you're just like, yeah, meh, I got nothing. Operate in a one on my energy level, one. And I'll sit there. And it's just like, because you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to start to feel better, right? Be okay with that. Never feel like you have to just, oh, oh, well, nope, can't feel that feeling. Like, all right, it was a moment. Now it's past. Now, now, now it's moved on. No, you can, you can be okay and not be okay. It's a radical acceptance. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Tell us what radical acceptance is. Fill us in. Radical acceptance. You know, what Taj just said, experiencing all of your emotions in the, in the moment. There's a book I like by Michael Singer, Untethered Soul. And in that book, he says, Everything is okay as long as I'm okay with everything. And it's the idea that like you have to just feel the whole range of your emotions so you can understand them and then process them and then decide how you want to proceed. So radical acceptance is just experiencing all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. And like Taj just said, most people, they don't want, we don't want to go there because it's not a great feeling when you're not feeling great, but you kind of have to go through it. People try to go around it. And then you can't, you just can't actually. And I think, you know, Miss AOC really, really showed us how to do that this week because what she said was, you know, initially I was okay. I was just going to let it go, keep it moving, you know, because this is not new what, you know, what it is. But when you don't, when um, he didn't take accountability for his actions, then it's like, no. Now this is something that I need to acknowledge and deal with within myself, right? Like, like now I'm angry. So what am I going to do with this anger? How am I going to sit with it, make sense of it, process it, and then use it in a way that can be powerful for not just me, but for all of the other women and girls out there? Sure. Like she said, I'm not okay with this. Right. And what about, I think the last thing is our circles, right? Your tribe. I mean, we always go back to this, but you you have women that you can talk to. You guys empower each other, support each other, right? Like the fact that we can talk about these things together is empowering and we can process it and help each other kind of heal from the collective trauma, you know, of womanhood in our culture. I would like to just imagine how that group chat was before <laughs> she put on her good blazer and red lipstick. Like what must have happened? Like what must have been said in her group chat unfiltered mm-hmm. before she went out on that floor and delivered the read of the century? Listen, like, oh, 
they about to get this good blessing because <laughs> you thought you thought it was a game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I knew that chat was lit. Mm-mm. You know what he said to me? It started like that. Mm-hmm. Girl. Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine like, I mean, think about it. Like our own conversations. Like when we have a, we hop on the polo and be like, uh, can we uh, talk about some things today? <laughs> right. So that text, that group chat, along them same lines. Mm-hmm. I like to make it interesting and think, you know, a cuss word, a four or five was thrown out. <laughs> but of course, yeah. a good one, a good collection of them together, right? A good sentence. And then she reined it all in, took a breath. Right. Usa. And was like, okay, here we here go. We go. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. All right. That was good. I, was, I, I feel better. I feel better. Where's your, your, your energy to move My up? energy does. It has. It has. It has went up. I'm easily at a five now. I'm fi- firing on all cylinders. I'm good. I'm ready. Yay. I'm ready. How about you? All right. Miss Latoya. Yes. I, I must say. I must say that I am. I, maybe I'm at like a four. I'm, I don't think I'm as high as you are, but I think I'm, I'm moved up. But this is therapy, right? Yeah. We got it. This is therapy for us. Got to make it normal. How about you, Nikia? Yeah, I feel great. I mean, you know, I was with four or five, but this conversation is always enlightening. Gives me a little more strength for the week. You know, you have feeling a good. Well, I was like four or five. I'm probably five or six. Okay. Good stuff. All right. All right, ladies. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.